welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Everybody to episode 62 of Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. We are back after a little break. Happy Monster Month October. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. I hit 62 animals. Blah! Blah! <laughs> I, I, that would be less blood, more splat. <laughs> <laughs> I will try again. That- I have 62 animals. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see those videos of people that put like, uh, they get like a car exhaust, like the junk, like the junkyard guys, and they put like a, a vibrator, like a pocket pussy on it? Yeah. <laughs> it goes like, <laughs> that's the count's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Count. That sounds terrible. That blood sounds- is O ring. <laughs> Uh, how was everybody's time off? Ah, pretty good. Just busy, busy, busy. Yeah, you got your uh, art show coming up this Friday. Oh yeah, that's I'm I've been running errands every day <laughs> trying to get stuff ready for it. So, in a perfect world, you're going to make some money doing this, right? Uh hopefully. Um, normally I would uh, I would definitely pull in cash. The problem is with this being so last minute and kind of sprung on us a lot of the work that I'm going to have to show will be digital prints. Um, so I do have a couple of paintings, but normally I would have a lot more paintings. I would have some sculpture. I would have like some painted masks and things that would be kind of one of a kind that I could sell for more than like 10 bucks. <laughs> you know, but with, with prints, it's like the beauty is I can sell a lot of them, but I have to hope that a lot of people want the prints. Uh, you know, I would prefer prints, to be honest. I don't feel the need to like you have a print. You don't have to have it framed. Right. You know, I mean, like it's like ah, this is more affordable. I'm not making extra expenses for me. But like if I bought like a creepy clown hat or something. Right. (laughs) um, I'd be like, I need this. I need to take this to Michael's. I need to get this framed. I need to find the perfect spot for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like but if I just have like regular run of the mill prints, I can put them in the bathroom, uh, (laughs) the ceiling. But the clown has to like watch me have you know like while i sleep wait sorry <laughs> just just to be clear here you want prince in your bathroom <laughs> prince or prince he, the artist formerly known as yeah that's where, uh, where you think there, his ashes are is there going to be pu- purple rain in your bathroom <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was chocolate rain in the bathroom chocolate rain. <laughs> i love that title i'm gonna go with that purple rain. <laughs> In your bathroom. So, uh, Josh, I heard you bought some silicone. I did indeed. It actually got here a few hours ago. Uh, I would, I would already be playing with it if, uh, if it weren't for uh, an issue that I told Mike about last night. Of, of course, of course. You see, now that I'm like actively sculpting and ready to do things and like totally hyped to do things. 
of course my body's like <laughs> sucker and uh i'm i'm dealing with uh an eye eyelid cold sore yay oh painful yeah like a sty uh it's it's literally uh, a lot of people get cold sores on their lip i do as well but uh i also get them on my eyelid which uh it extra sucks because not only do you have to be like extra extra careful about it but it hurts like a son of a bitch that sucks uh, yeah right now it's it's at a point where um it's about about the size of like a normal pinhead yeah um and it feels like that pinhead is searing white hot and my eye is full of hot cheeto dust so like this just takes care of itself you just have to wait it out yeah uh, basically like i hit it with abriva as carefully as i can uh and hope for the best jesus christ oh yeah it sucks i'm so sorry well, any any time I'm like I'm dealing with an eye issue thing, it's it's that. Well, Josh, going forward, if you can't be funny because your eyeball is actively fighting you, let us know, and we'll replace you with the second funniest person we know, Don Dorazio. <laughs> and yeah. there's your Don plug, brought to you by Don and Global Milk Three Thousand. Uh, or we also have the Josh Bot Three Thousand. That's right. Which, to be fair, is just, you know, a couple of cardboard boxes decorated to look like Josh. Is it your Hasbro Pulse scan? Yes. That looks like a chubby, <laughs> younger Josh. You know, I will say, my, I'm, I'm still impressed at the fact that I was able to get a somewhat decent Hasbro Pulse scan. Hasbro. Uh, Hasbro in in Hasbro. the greater scheme of things, it's, um, it's not terrible. Oh man, I showed it to my friend Peter though, and he immediately, who's, uh, it, it does a lot of, um, I guess you could say, but behind the scenes website and software work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and immediately he looked at it and he was like, why would they even release this technology if it, this is the point that it's at? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it sucks. I, I've, I think what's going on is they're, using stock heads and printing the approximation like the best they can do of a face onto it so everybody's got a unique head shape they're not 3d cutting heads it's just like we've got 10 stock heads and this yeah. is the closest we're going to get because you have a very unique angular long face and that is yeah. not your fucking face no i mean like it's got the expression though it, yeah it got that and in down. in certain cases <laughs> that i've seen represented it didn't even have that so i mean like me and mike had the head of like you know those little kid barbie dolls (laughs) (laughs) if you just like sharpie beards on them that's as close as you're gonna get for us yeah (laughs) but uh mike you met joe bob i did how cool was that oh it was freaking awesome it's the the only time i've been starstruck like I have, I've met a lot of my, you know, uh, horror heroes, uh, to say like Tony Todd and Linnea Quigley, um, they were awesome, you know, and I got, to, and I was able to chat with them without, without freaking out. <laughs> you know? Quick, 
quick side note, not to interrupt, but mm-hmm. another Don shout out for you. Don and I watched Tony Todd shove a stick up his nose once to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I heard that before. I think she, Don she, might have mentioned that. She, I, I won't go into the full backstory of it, but there was a, I believe its name was a, a Stuart the Removed Stick. And Stuart the Removed Stick went on a lot of adventures and had pictures taken all over the place. And uh, one was up Tony Todd's nose. That's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Continue with your Joe, Joe Bob goodness. No, it was it was one of those things where it's like, you know, in, in my head, I had all these things that I wanted to say. One of the things I wanted to bring up is the fact that he has now mentioned my cousin on uh, The Last Drive-In twice. where Because uh, my cousin is the frontman for a band called Axe Slasher. And they have a uh, song in Deathgasm. And when they showed Deathgasm on the last drive-in, he brought up Justin LaSalle, which is my cousin. And because he had met him, I guess, at some horror convention, he was like, oh, yeah, there's that that guy from Axe Slasher and blah, blah, blah. I was like, holy shit. Like, that blew my mind when, you know, I, I was watching the last drive-in and he mentioned him. And then he mentioned him again, like, on another episode. So I was going to bring that up, like, hey, small world. But I got up to the, the front of the line. It was just like, yeah, hi, Joe Bob. <laughs> just like total fucking meltdown. I couldn't think of anything I wanted to say. It's like I've been watching the dude since I was seven. So it's like, yeah, I was starstruck. Yeah. But he was fucking hilarious and super gracious. Like he talked to everybody in the line. You know, he was not at all like, you know, trying to move the line along or anything. He was he was glad to talk to everybody. You know, very cool guy. Um, but his little like TED talk about how redneck saved Hollywood was fucking hilarious. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, good. I was just going to say, you know, I have heard that about Joe Bob, that he's like just very gracious and spends a lot of time with his fans. I've heard yeah, that too. I mean, he just he seemed to just be happy to be there and like happy that people were were into hearing him talk, you know, and. He gave this uh, this speech at the beginning of his little redneck saved Hollywood uh, dissertation where (laughs) he goes, he said, you know, in today's day and age, I have to talk about safe spaces. He goes, when I first started out, because everyone used to tell me, you can't say that, Joe, Bob, you can't say that, you know, you're going to offend the old people. Because now that I'm one of the old people, they're telling me you can't say that you're going to offend the young people. He goes, I'm always going to fucking offend somebody. (laughs) (laughs) He got mad. He goes, so if you need a safe space and he showed a slide of like a sensory deprivation tank in like an abandoned hospital. And he's like, here's a sensory deprivation tank in the basement of such and such hospital in Cleveland. It's abandoned. Go fucking find it because there's no safe spaces here. <laughs> I was dying. And, but yeah, his whole thing was about how in Hollywood, you know, you had the the stock villains and how like. You know, at the very start of cinema, like there was actually some really fucked up cinema where like the KKK were the good guys and black people were the bad guys. And then it was Native Americans were the bad guys. And then it was Nazis were the bad guys. He goes, eventually it became the redneck <laughs> he goes, because no one would complain about the redneck being the bad guy. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because he brought up so many examples of crazy backwood redneck monsters. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude! It was it was very funny. Like I I highly enjoyed it. You know, I wanted to say like Tucker and Dale maybe pull that stigma away, but not with like you know Trump. He kind of brought that back. Well, and the funny thing is, he talks about uh, well, he showed a clip from Tucker and Dale, and he was saying like how even when the redneck isn't the bad guy, people perceive the redneck as the bad guy. 
And it's like, yeah, that's true. Just look at that episode of uh, Ninja Turtles. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> For Bill mostly. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> fa- fantastic time. I'm glad I went, you know, and it's, uh, I- I'm glad I was able to get the uh, poster and the um, action figure, which like, like I said, you know, I said in, in the, in the text, I got to say the, the Joe Bob action figure, I'm 100% convinced that Josh could, could do so much better with this because it is, it's a cool action figure. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice little retro style figure. But no, <laughs> like I've I've seen what Josh can do. I'm like, no, no, no. He could he could do way better. See, so. as much as I want to, there's still a part of me that's like, man, but Joe Bob himself is selling these. Exactly. I don't want to undercut Joe Bob. Yeah, right. no, don't do that to Joe Bob. <laughs> no. Um, You guys, you keep talking. I'll be right back. I have got to open my garage uh, for some strange men to slide something into it. I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Strange men sliding things into garages. Yeehaw. Mm, I love that. <laughs> Yeehaw. Uh, uh, so I, I mean, <clears throat> hey, hey, anyone that's going to actually be able to hear this, like, Michael, uh, I'm going to talk about my penis. No, I'm going <laughs> to talk about I'm going to talk about the, um, you know, I, I got to say. I, I've been fiddling with the uh, the Transformer setup that I grabbed today. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. But man, that original retail price is so way off. Oh, oh God, yeah. Um, like, for the price I paid, which incidentally was about $36. Which that I would, I would have bought. It's fantastic. Um, although... It's super interesting because all of the people that were saying like long term there are going to be problems with the uh, the soft parts on Megatron. Mm-hmm. This is only the third use of the mold, and yeah, the soft parts definitely are not holding on as well as they should. Oh, compared compared to Megatron, like I'm gonna have to glue some of them into place. Either that, oh. or they just weren't glued properly. Which is also a possibility. Yeah, I was going to say, with with it being an exclusive, that's absolutely an, a possibility. Which um, uh, Megatron are we talking about? The uh, the Jurassic Park version of the Beast Megatron. I've heard, <laughs> uh, actually played with it. His dinosaur parts, the plastic is not good. Well, it's not so much that it's not good. It just doesn't feel like it's uh, glued down properly compared to the, the standard release. I am um, Transformer Doug, who... Uh, you know, I have He-Man Rick and then Doug Milder, one of my really good friends, had it. Um, and I kind of felt like the plastic could have been a little bit harder for the uh, T-Rex parts on it. So, I mean. Well, that's that's also the case for the standard one. Yeah, because I played with all three. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, this is cool. But the classic one, they were, like, really solid and sturdy. Um, but, yeah, the, I think the really interesting thing that I was, I was saying to Mike was... Uh, that like compared to the normal one, it almost feels like the soft parts are already experiencing like mold deterioration. Oh, that sucks. Uh, just because they're it's either not glued down properly or they're really loose in how they fit onto the panels. Uh, it's definitely not a deal breaker. Like not none of it is any uh like a dab of glue can fix any of it. Hmm. But it's it's really interesting to note that only, you know, 
technically the third use of this mold, and you're already seeing mold degradation. Yeah, that's yeah, not that's good. Not good at all. Uh, which is probably why this will presumably be the last release of it. Um, why don't you tell us about the car as well, as I disappear for one more second to clean up the mess that a strange man left in my garage. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I will say, uh, uh, out of the, the two, the, the car was the reason I wanted it. You know, it's... Um, I I mean this in the absolute best way. Mm-hmm. He's kind of simplistic. Which necessarily uh, isn't always bad with Transformers. Yeah, no, he's he's simplistic to uh, like in in not a bad way. It's not a uh, for the price point. It's a bad bad way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's the only reason I'll say that him being simplistic is bad is because of the price point. Right. Uh, other than that, man, he's just he's really fun. Uh, he he has that kind of classic car bot look to him, Which where I love. you know the doors are the wings, the the hood is the chest. Uh, the names are stupid for the set. I wish they had given him something like Alan Grantron. That would have been fun. <laughs> I got like really strong robots in disguise vibes from the the car yeah yeah like it's uh it definitely has that rit feel to it and and it's by no means bad uh and it's fun that's that's really the key thing is it's fun uh and when it's in in the jeep mode it's a goddamn good jurassic park jeep oh cool Uh, i do i do love that the one door says asic park though <laughs> well, like, I mean, it goes goes back to our little uh, our, our plug that we had before, where you could fuck a dinosaur. That's right. It's just the real like, reason behind Jurassic Park was that ass, Jurassic. Mm. Um, like just hanging out over your shoulder in big letters, Asic Park. So <laughs> I replaced my 3D printer. Finally, um, you guys have seen what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I wanted a resin printer but it's just not safe when you have a little kid in the house with all the chemicals are very caustic and dangerous uh so i I just understand that um (laughs) the last thing i want is you know for zoe who loves to mess around with chemicals because she's like a little walter white to take like a bottle of you know uncured resin and just pour it down the drain or get it on her hands or dump it on me to wake me up um because that would be bad and that's like a phantom of the opera waiting to happen uh, so I got <laughs> the most popular retail 3D printer, the Ender 3, which is like a Raspberry Pi of 3D printers. It's all open source. You have to like build it yourself, program it yourself, do everything yourself. There's nothing plug and play about it. Um, and that took me a good three days just to get it working right. Uh, but now that I'm off to the races, I've been going bonkers. I just printed a print in place flexi which means like you pick it up and it wiggles. It's got like pre-printed yeah. joints, uh, face hugger. I did, I showed you guys that Tarman bobblehead that I made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a Freddy Krueger action figure. And I have been messing today with different types of filament. And I use something called Pet G, which I have some. I've never used it because my other printer couldn't. Um, 
which is essentially like legit plastic. Yeah, so I've heard of that actually. What's that? I've heard of that. Yeah, so when you use it to 3D print with it, I didn't know this until I found out the hard way, it will legit melt and stick to things where you can't get it off. Oh. Um, so I tried printing an armature for a robot because you're supposed to use this pet G. It's like much sturdier and flexible. And uh, I had to do all kinds of crazy shit to just get the damn thing off of the build plate. Like I had to freeze it and scrape it with a razor blade. Uh, oh, damn. So now going forward, I have to... Um, get specialized plates and teach myself all this shit but i can like i could print dildos now i'm so excited <laughs> uh, well, like that's, you, you have an etsy business waiting to happen i can't I mean, wait that's the dream isn't it oh i just realized no no instead of alan grant tron it should be robot Muldoon. there you go <laughs> yep Sorry, had to jam that in there <laughs> just but like the dildo dildos <laughs> uh, <laughs> Coming soon, Mike's things to stick in your holes. It's a working title. What's in my ass? That's right. Part, part two, electric boogaloo. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh, no, he's back. It's me. Rusty Butthole. <laughs> Not yet. It's too soon. I don't want to take the funny away. But I've gotten lots of feedback from our number one fan, uh, M.A. LeMay. He loves it. So we'll have the... Uh, What's up your ass at home edition coming very soon. Um, I'm time pretty, for sure, plugs. I'm oh. pretty sure I've dealt with people at the hospital who played that game. I have, I had a friend uh, who was a paramedic and we were hanging out and I asked him like, what's the funniest thing you've seen up somebody's ass? And he like, just got stone faced. Like it's not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said a uh, light bulb tube. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, that's fucking horrible. You would be surprised at the amount at which that actually happens. Like, you know what I say to that? <laughs> What's that? Jesus! Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I mean that there there are so in, in the in the time I've been at the hospital, I yeah I've had so many stories about people doing that. It's kind of horrific. Fingers aren't enough. Anyways, you must go on a journey through this gay man's asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I think the funniest one was someone uh, lost a bullet vibrator and went past the point of no return, and it was still on. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) You know, that would be the best geocaching adventure ever. (laughs) You can't find out why it's moving around the park and like, oh, it's inside a man's shitter. Um... Plugs, Mike, what's going on at Boogeyman's Closet? I see you just dropped Brad Reanimator today. Yes, indeedy. Um, So our next episode will be May from, uh, what is that, 2003, I believe? Great movie. Um, Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Then we'll be following that up with Rocky Horror Picture Show and closing it out with our Halloween special, which will be the Universal Frankenstein. Um, Let me ask you, did Mm -hmm. your recording problems go away with Brad Reanimator? Um... Not really there. There was I was still using my old headset and okay. um, I had to be really careful, like because uh, apparently it was picking up all of the background noise, like it was picking up my fan. It, it was just any like if I moved in my chair, it was picking it up. So, yeah, it was picking up hookers off the street. Indeed. <laughs> well, that that was in the Frankenhooker episode because uh, <laughs> um, I listened to the Patreon, the uncut Frankenhooker, and it didn't yeah. sound bad. Oh, God, the sound jumps were driving me crazy. I've heard worse. 
Well, yeah, but it's like that's ugh, like it was like crackling my speakers. It was jumping so bad. I was like, yeah. ah, so. So you got but, that for Boogeyman's Closet. What's coming out for Race Bear Rentals? Do you have any super gushers coming? Uh, we have we have we brought back a rant. We do okay. have a uh, new rental rant coming. Um, and we have our uh, second uh, Halloween um, entry, which is going to be a buddy comedy with Jason and Freddie. Cannot so. wait. <laughs> that sounds super, super awesome. Uh, I would like to direct everybody, if you are listening and you've got a few spare dollars, go to Maurice Killifer's Facebook page because his niece, Brea, is doing a fundraiser and it's one of the good ones where you can get like flavored popcorns and candy and stuff and they do shipping. So you don't have to like go to Maurice's house to pick it up. Um, but I got like a big thing of peanut butter cups and I was like, man, I got to tell everybody about this. Nice. Um, I would also like to direct everybody to Jerry's closet, which will probably get a few mentions because they have sponsored the Mike forgot. He bought it segment of the show, uh, but that's down in East Aurora down in buffalo and uh mike your friend just opened up coffin dreams right yep uh tara so yep, yep coffin dreams uh dot com and coffin dreams on all the socials yes if you want cool stuff for your goth significant other go to coffin dreams now uh, just i mean i'm sure either will pull it up but is it is it coffin dreams or is it officially coffin dreams llc you know, that's a good question. I because think, I think I've seen her post Coffin Dreams LLC. Let me. I'm gonna check right this second. Consult the bones as. I'm, I'm not incorrect in remembering that. Nope, Am it, I? You are right. It is Coffin Dreams LLC. Yep. Hey. You know what? If you just search Coffin Dreams LLC, you'll find it. Yep. It's a registered business. It's pretty sweet. Um. Trying to keep things moving at a good clip. You guys ready for show and tell? Oh, yeah. I'll start. I know I'm going to forget a ton of stuff because we have a good two and a half weeks of stuff that I've gotten. Um, and I had a lot of shipments just show up the last few weeks. But I got uh, all. Also, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I'm going to mute out. It's cat feeding time unless you guys want to hear the screaming. No, nah, you can hear it. <laughs> it's kitties for us, though. I got all of my. Bodega Super 7 stuff, which was all glow in the dark. I got still waiting on mine. Fuck ton of Marvel Legends. Um, one of which was the first appearance Spider Man, and I had my first really significant um quality control issue in that my Spider Man's shoulder was completely disconnected. Oh, um, I got a hold of Target, and they were just like, keep it, throw it out, we'll send you a new one. So I think, like, as long as you don't exploit it, Target's very happy to like fix it for you. Um, but there's a lot of people who buy like a whole wave and try to return it with like, you know, socks stuffed in the box and stuff like that. Then they'll give you problems. But, uh, if you're actually using it for what it's supposed to be, uh, I send them a picture and they're like, okay, fine. Keep it, throw it out. I boiled it and popped it back in there, but the arm is just like useless. It's just floppy. Um, so it'll be like my play with Spider-Man probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got, as I told you guys, I got the new wave of ultimate ninja turtles they two waves came out at once i picked up krang slash ace duck and one more and i can't fucking remember is it ray filet no 
So Zoe had three birthday parties this weekend, and I am like just mentally not there at all. Uh, let's see here. Super seven ultimates. I opened three of them up. It was slash Krang. Fuck it, duck. Why do I not know this? Fudgy bottoms. Uh, oh, scratch. Oh, okay. I uh, haven't opened scratch yet. My ace duck. I opened up the outside mailer, took it out. It had the ace duck cardboard sleeve with sewer surfer Michelangelo inside of it. That sucks. Uh, it fucking blows. So that was two times this week. I got like fucked. I wouldn't be bad normally because sewer surfer Mike is cool, but I really want a stock with the cigar head that he comes with. Mm-hmm. Um, Slash had some paint scratching on the points of his shell. I would be mad as a quality control issue, but the vintage slashes had the exact same fucking problem. Yeah. So it's accurate to me. Like, I'm not going to get mad about it. Um, and I can happily report that my Krang has no loose joints. Oh, I can't wait to get mine. Um, I was telling Josh before you came on, he's got like a metal pin in his knees for the articulation. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's doing it. Um, so I think if it doesn't go in the right or if the plastic's not lined up correctly, it's going to be loose. But mine, one leg's a little loose, but it's it doesn't flop around. You can pose him fine. Uh, his arms are fine. You essentially get two cranks for the price of one. Nice. You get two heads, so you got like the little weird base that goes on the one, and you got the other regular crank. It's a great fucking value. Um, today, I was going to mention this live on the air. I went and ordered the New York Comic Con Super 7 stuff. So, Mike, I've got your X2 coming. Oh, nice. Um, because you don't want to pay the shipping because it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, thank you. So I got the blue one. Yeah, just let me know. What is it? Uh, 20, 20 something? 20. Flat. Uh, so when I have that, I'll drop it off um, and wait for it to show up, obviously. Yeah. I got that. I got Golden Dark Mutagen Man. And shipping was $30 because there's stuff that's pre-ordered. It's not actually available to buy. So I got the Bruce Lee reaction and the two Golden Dark Godzilla reaction figures. Those are shipping separately, and you have to pay separate shipping for those. Um, I was once I saw the shipping, it was thirty dollars. So I was like, "Fuck this, no, I'm not doing it." Um, but then I was like, "Well, if I add enough pre-order stuff onto it, it'd make it worth it." And I remembered I wanted to get that Bruce Lee because I love Bruce Lee with the nunchucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and the glow and arc reaction stuff leads me to the final thing I did. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I put a black light in my basement mm-hmm. for all my glow and arc shit. So. In a perfect world, when it's all set up, I'm going to have all my glow and arc reaction stuff on one wall um, as an unintentional awesome part of the prints that LeMay made of us as toys. Those are blacklight reactive, so nice. we like light up and glow. It's all really cool. Uh, I brought a bunch of like different glow and arc toys out just to see how they pop under the blacklights. Um, surprisingly, not surprisingly, vintage Toxic Crusaders are the best. Makes sense. As far as glow in the dark and like black like black light reactive, they look really, really fucking awesome. Um, and I would like to recommend against buying the NECA Remco homage figures because they don't glow in the dark. There's, you know, I, I looked at those multiple times, but they just didn't grab me. Uh I literally held them in under the black light for ten minutes, turned the black light off. It's like they just did a spritz of glow in the dark paint on the figure. And that's it. That sucks. Um, I hope 
when they make Creature from the Black Lagoon, it'll be like straight up Lunark plastic, like the classic Remco figurehead. Oh, but I love it, love that one. It's just straight up lazy. Like the card art grow, glows, but the figure doesn't. Mm. And it's a waste. So I brought them back to Target. They didn't give me any problems. I returned them. Um, said I made notes. Do, 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 do. Somebody's calling me. They can eat shit. I have the reanimator ringtone on my phone. It's been there for years. Oh, I got the the guy in my toy supplier that I buy stuff from. Found the last Aliens Micro Machine set that I needed for my collection. Oh, nice. Which I thought he never had, and I was going to have to go online and pay a lot of money for it. But he was like, oh, I found this. So I bought that from him. Then he came. He surprised me. He was like, I got a bunch of these Aliens and Predator comics. I don't know what they're worth. How about $3 a piece? So I got a huge pile of vintage Dark Horse Aliens and Predator comics. Um, I bought everything that had a complete story. So if you had like the one through four, I bought it. Very um, cool. Don't know if I'm going to read it. I'll get to it. But it's just nice to have like carded, awesome vintage like Aliens versus Predator. Take your pick. Like all those weird stories I did back in the day that I never had the money to buy. Now I can go back and get them. Right. Um. I think the cats ate Josh. <laughs> he gone. Mike, you want to tell me about Ed 209? Oh, the cats are eating me. Ah, uh, he's back. They've got my flesh. <laughs> they done ate him. They done did eat him. Yeah, no, Mike, go ahead and go next. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure. It's been, it's been a while. Cause we, we were off for what? Two weeks. Two and a half. It's been a while. Yeah. Okay, because I was trying to remember like what I told you guys I got and what I told the show that I got. Um, <clears throat> well, I got uh, like like you mentioned, I got the Haya Toys Ed Two Hundred Nine, and um, <clears throat> it's it's fucking awesome. Like, there's a few little quality control issues. Uh, there's a little bit of paint flaking, which it's you know easily fixable. It's just solid black paint. I can easily fix that. Um, and then some of the wires on the backs of his arms. For whatever reason, the yellow wire on both arm, uh, both arms is uh, it doesn't want to stay. The one popped out of the the socket, and the other one, the tab tore off of it. So I have to, I would have to glue it back on. But other than that, like, and I always have trouble when when a toy has wires on their arms; they never want to stay in place. Yeah. But uh, you know, he's. I didn't expect him to have sound features, like. <laughs> He's got, you know, he's got a little like sound clip that you can play with a little button press. Um, I also did not expect his legs to extend like he can slide up the weird scaffolding in the back of his legs and make himself way taller. Oh, which is strange because I don't think he ever did that in the movie. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's a really fun figure uh, for it was 43 bucks on Amazon and I had Bezos bucks, so it was free. Um and I mean, at, for 43, like it's it's understandable uh, for the websites that were selling it for like 59. It's like, eh, yeah, that's maybe a little bit too pricey for what it is. Um, on the other hand, I also got Kane from Robocop 2. And that's damn near a perfect figure for Kane. Like, I'm so impressed with this toy. Um, the The paint scheme is absolutely gorgeous. The articulation is amazing. Um, the, the, honestly, the only complaint I have is that parts of him do feel fragile, but not so fragile that they feel like they're going to break. It's just that almost that like cross between 
the NECA Ninja Turtle accessories plastic and like uh, like a toy that's been around for maybe 20 years. So it's got that kind of feel of like the plastic seems a little fragile. I don't want to put too much stress on it, but uh, he's fine posing around and, you know, playing with them. Um, but he's got his little freaking mini arms. You know, he's got the extendable uh, punching battering ram arm that he knocks RoboCop out the window with. Um, it's it's badass. Like, I really like it. Now, of course, I have to get RoboCop because I have Kane and Ed 209. Um, you know, every time I look at the design um, not for Ed 209 for Kane, mm-hmm. I just know that, like, it could never exist as a huge figure because there's no way it could stand. Oh, yeah. You know, the design of it is so crazy. But... Yeah. Um, you would absolutely need a figure stand because he's got those little chicken legs that a lot yeah, of it's, robots had. It's cool as hell, but it's just one of those things. It's like I, I'm okay with them not making like a bigger, ed, you know, or a, a bigger cane. It's still awesome that, that that one's working for you, though. Oh yeah, I mean, and it and it works perfectly with three and three fourth inch figures. Like it definitely fits fits for that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm impressed. Like I only really dip my toe into the Haya Toys pool with uh, the first. The first release of their Aliens figures, I bought one and it was like that gummy plastic and it felt super fragile. And I was like, it's a cool looking figure, but I just pretty much put him on a shelf and left him alone. Yep. Um, whereas these ones I've been playing with at 209 and Kane, like I keep having him beat up Boba Fett because <laughs> because he happens to be on my desk. Um, but I, I also got uh, the Legacy Skids, uh, Transformers Legacy Skids. And uh, I, I can't really say anything that Josh hasn't said already. Um, the one thing that really did impress me with him is the shoulder articulation. Because in the pictures, I thought that the shoulder articulation was going to be crap. And I remember Josh telling me it was actually really good. So I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll pick him up one of these days. And I saw him for uh, he was in the warehouse finds for like 15 bucks. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Let me let me pick him up. And yeah, the articulation of the shoulders is awesome. Um, Nowhere near as bad as some of the other ones that have the weird like wheel as their shoulder joint. But uh, again, great figure. Um, and then last but not least, I got at GameStop. They had the vintage series uh, Attack of the Clones Obi-Wan and the um, the vintage series. Uh, uh, was it Ahsoka Tana or Tano? How do you say her name? Yeah, um, Tano, I think. Tano, yeah. Not not the one for Mandalorian, but the other one that uh, Clone Wars one. Yeah. yeah. So I got both of those because it's like you, you, I can't pass up Star Wars figures for five dollars. You know, <laughs> like, I just can't. I have bought everything that I want at 50 percent off every Sunday. I check my GameStop to see if it's 75 percent off because it opens a whole new world of shit that I don't need. Yep. But it's 75 percent <laughs> off and I'll fucking buy it. Well, I haven't hit any of the McFarlane figures that were the 50 percent off. Just because, like, as much as I like the the Warhammer stuff, now that I've discovered the Joy Toy Warhammer, I'm kind of, like, backing off the McFarlane stuff. But uh, I, I've seen it. Two of my GameStops, they have the Orcs. And at 50% off, they're still, like, 20-something bucks. And I'm like, ah, if they were, like, 15, I would grab them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw, uh, I saw Overkill today yep. for the first time on clearance. Uh, at GameStop, uh, and even at fifty percent off, I was like, "eh, yeah, no, he's not worth it at five dollars." Oh, that's Don't. okay. He's hollow, and you feel like he's gonna; those limbs are gonna pop off. 
it's Ooh. don't do it. I told you guys like my feelings. I opened them up, and like if you've seen reviews of people who got like deluxe DC figures and they pull on the arm and it just comes right out, mm-hmm. there's like there's something in the shoulder joints. It's just very cheaply made. It looks good if you don't touch it, mm-hmm. but if you want to move it at all, which is like Todd, why are you just putting? Don't put joints on them if that's what you're gonna fucking do. Right. Yeah. Um, because it just doesn't work. It's very very cheaply made. Boom. Uh. That sucks, because he did look like a fun, big action figure, but, yeah. Like, 10 and under, you want to get them, paint them, maybe you can fix them up. I just, I'd hate for somebody to buy it, have it break, and just be like, fuck, why did I do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which happens a lot with McFarlane stuff. Josh, what'd you get? Oh, let's see here. I already talked about the uh, the Jurassic Park Transformers 2-pack, which was a GameStop find. It was a... Uh, Marked down to, I think it was sixty sixty four ninety nine on clearance. So okay. I got it for like 32 and change. Uh, which, you know, yeah, that's the right price for it. Um, nothing against either of the figures in it. It just, it, the, the original price for it was ludicrous. Yeah. Um, especially for literally a repaint and a figure that feels like it was made eight years ago. Uh, not that, not that he is a bad figure at all, but he, he is not the level of engineering to represent that price point. Uh, also got in from AliExpress, got in my Utram and holy shit, this might be one of my favorite things that NECA has ever done. Nice. Uh, something about it just hits all the right notes for me. Uh, I actually like it better than the Krang Android body. Uh, just because there's something about all those robot details that really does it for me. Like, it it looks like it popped off the... Josh? Uh-oh. I thought that was me for a minute. <laughs> no. The cat's got him. Hello? Uh-oh. Oh, uh, we lost you. It looks like he really popped off the page, is what you were saying? Uh, yes, it did. Hello? Yep. yep. Okay. So yeah, it looks like he just popped right off the page. Um, he is he is awesome. When he actually hits uh, stores around here, I will grab the second one to display the battle damaged head. Cause just holy shit. Um, I am still waiting for my AliExpress order. But that's surprising. The thing with AliExpress, it could take a year. Yeah, that's uh, true too. If you don't get it at a certain point, they reimburse you. Uh, I'm but, just sort uh, of like not thinking about it for now. But yeah, so I got that. I got um, the Masterverse She-Ra and Hordak. Uh, and the double cool thing was uh, I just contacted Target online because uh, I got them like two days before they went on sale. Cool. Uh, yeah, and I just messaged Target online. I was like, hey, um, I bought these online for in-store pickup and now they're on sale. Can I have a price adjustment? And uh, they sent a gift card amount back to me sweet um if you're listening to this the week that it drops target is having their annual save 10 on 50 25 on 100 sale applies to almost all the toys does not apply to NECA, mm-hmm. unfortunately but if you want your transformers and your marvel legends at regular retail prices go and take care of that sale take advantage you just need the target red app but uh yeah i wasn't gonna 
I already wanted She-Ra and Hordak simply because uh, I got to support the fact that this is the first time that we've had Princess of Power figures at retail in forever. Yeah. Yeah. And she comes with, no, she doesn't come with bubble power attachments. She comes with the face mask. It's a great figure. Hordak too. Um, I, my personal, I know Pixel Dan was saying he had some issues with the arm on Hordak. Um, mine is perfect. Like it, it pops in really, really securely. Um, I think they're great. I understand people have problems with the, um, the torso cut on Shira because it interrupts the graphic. Yeah. But I would rather have it there than not. And yeah, it interrupts the graphic, but if it's, you know, it's, it's either interrupt the graphic or have it in the incorrect place. Yeah. So, uh, I'll take the articulation with the slight, with the slight interruption in the, in the deco. Uh, I, I really can't say anything bad about either one of them. Um, Hordak's cape is fantastic. Both of She-Ra's capes are fantastic. Uh, I'm I'm much more impressed with them than I expected to be. Uh, you know how the pictures look like they're that really thin, crappy cloth? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they instead feel like the kind of thin cloth from the 80s. Good. Where it was thin, but it didn't feel cheap. Um, but yeah, no, if, if you see them and master versus your thing, uh, they are absolutely worth the buy. Uh, personally, I like Hordak a little bit more, but that's just because, you know, more of a cool monster. Yeah. And God, they're always on sale because Mattel's awesome. Um, people have been finding the wave with Jitsu and Sorceress and that weird colored Stratos at uh, Ollie's. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Um, but Ollie's, it's like store to store. You don't know what you're going to find. And uh, one store could have gotten all the stock, or they might spread it out to all the stores. But if you haven't picked up that Stratos yet, or you just want to get a fiddle around with it, it'll probably be like 10 bucks. It's a good price. Uh, also got, I think, the most important other thing that I got that uh, we haven't talked about yet is... Marvel Legends Mojo. You lucky bastard. And holy shit, I love it. This is this is absolutely... And because the deco is very similar to the old Toy Biz Mojo from the 90s, uh, this is what I sort of imagined Mojo was when I was playing with him as a kid. Uh, he's big, he's beefy, he's well-articulated, uh, he's floating via these little translucent bulb things on the bottom. Mm. Um, they're permanently attached, but it doesn't matter because they like, because, you know, why wouldn't you want them to be? Uh, and the amount of detail sculpted into them is just freaking crazy. Do I wish he had more paint apps? Sure. But he looks uh, he looks absolutely fine for what he is. Um, there, I really can't say anything bad about him. And his belly is squishy. What? Oh, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> he he comes completely disassembled like Mojo. Yeah. Um, and the stomach is a softer plastic, so it's got like a slight squish to it. <laughs> so you can squeeze Mojo's belly. Man, I'm trying to hate you, Hasbro. What the hell? That's um, great. 
Yeah, no, the um, the little spider legs are all really well articulated and all uh, they are made of a softer plastic, but they all feel really sturdy. Like Good. it's not the type of plastic that you feel like is going to warp like it just it has that slight bend. So you're not going to poke someone's eye out. The toy biz, that was the, the only problem with the toy biz one is that the plastic was brittle and yeah. Uh, yeah, couldn't no, find the warp lines. Yeah, definitely no brittle at all here. Um, the hands are great. The both expressions on both heads are great. Uh, and there's even, uh, because you have to build them, uh, there's sculpted detail all up and down his back and the inside seat of the chair. That's awesome. That's like, so there's cool. detail where there doesn't need to be. Is that is Leia? Someone still hungry? Uh, that is that is Vincent playing with Leia. Oh, okay. <laughs> Glad they're getting along. Um, but yeah, Mojo is fucking awesome. I can't say enough good things about him. He is definitely worth the price point. Uh, I know Target has adjusted him up to his proper price point of, uh, I think it's 50 or 55. But you know what? Honestly, this is this is a rare case where I can say that even not on discount, because mm. uh, I used some Bezos bucks to get him down to I think like forty five. He's he's absolutely worth it because he's huge. He's got high part count, and the detail is fantastic. Well, hopefully I can find him at Target this week and uh, save me and Mike some money uh, with our coupons. So fingers crossed, Mike. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I've been looking. Um, yeah, I haven't even actually seen tags for him in my Walmart. I just grabbed him like as soon as he went on sale on Amazon. I've yeah. seen tags up at Target, but I haven't seen him on the shelves yet. I've seen Ironheart at retail, which I picked up, um, but they haven't gotten Mojo in stock yet. He's on the West Coast. He just hasn't made it this far over yet. Uh, so, guys, two big movies came out. While we're on break, the Munsters from Rob Zombie and the Hellraiser remake, requel, reboot. Mm-hmm. Are you guys as happy as I am with both of them? Oh, I'm very happy with both. Uh, I have been very nice and continue to wait for the Munsters because this is Ruth's busy season. Oh, oh, OK. Let's talk um, about Hellraiser. But Hellraiser, I fucking loved. But. Man, I, I've watched, I've seen a few clips from Monsters just so I can be like, I've got to at least see the tone here. Um, Without spoiling anything, the Monsters is like Rob Zombie ate an entire box of Booberry and went fucking crazy <laughs> and then made a Monsters movie. Uh, my my sister actually sent me a text raving about it it's, and saying that, that it was like, um, it, it was essentially like, Watching the monsters today, if it were good. Yeah. Zero complaints. Um, and I didn't know Richard Brake played multiple roles until reading the credits. Mm-hmm. He's that versatile. But beyond that, Hellraiser. Fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. It really was. You know, at first I was like, it's really good. It's not as good as the original, but I've been thinking about it so much. Especially because the last act where they stop, like, just trying to tell a story and they just go full-blown Hellraiser. Yeah. Is where it's, like, fucking amazing. Um, I might... It's tied with part two for me. Um, 
for me, I would see, I, I know I'm kind of odd man out here. I really like part four as well. Uh, like I, I really, obviously part one and two are my favorites. Um, part four is, is close though for me. Part three I like, but it leaves a lot to be desired. Um, but yeah, I would, I would put this on par with, uh, with part two and four. Yeah. It's yep. I one of the good there. ones. It's like a sequel. That's good. Yeah. You know, it's like Nightmare on Elm Street's two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. Where like you can't argue with anybody. It's just really good. And the Cenobite designs are awesome. I think that's what's really like pushing it more and more up my scale. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's as cool as Dr. Chenard. <laughs> like that's right. really hard to top. But you know, what, I what, will I what I'll say about the Cenobites is I've I've been thinking a lot about what Mike was saying about how he, he really likes the uh, the uniformity of the yeah. old Cenobites and the uh, the essentially like black leather bondage gear that they're all in. Yep. Yep. Which I don't disagree with. And the more I've been thinking about it, the more I think that if you just put any of these Cenobites in that garb, they'd fit right in. I totally agree. That's that's actually see because one of the things is like it, it really is the uniform look plus the juxtaposition of the you know like the pale white and blue flesh with the dark black and then blood red like there was that that cool color juxtaposition with all the Cenobites as well so with this with all of them having kind of their own unique look it they looked great like no shade thrown on the design team whatsoever because they were gorgeous but. I still prefer that uniformity of the, because again, they're, they're, they almost, it seems like they belong that, you know, they're what is, what, uh, the Cenobite is what it's a monotheistic uh, religious order. Um, so it's like, basically they look like they belong to like an, an order, you know, like they're all in the same uniform. Yeah. So plus like, I mean, let, let, let's not split hairs here. I mean, Clive Barker went on record as saying that, the Cenobite designs were influenced by the bondage and body mod communities. So, <laughs> you know, originally the designs came from that anyway. The whole yeah. uh, pushing the limits of pain and pleasure. Uh, you do get one in black. True. Which, hard to tell if that was my favorite, but they were all just so good. And the reason I brought this up is that, man, I want fucking toys. Oh, yeah yesterday and if NECA doesn't want to do it if Todd can pull it off get your ass on that now I you know oh good I I was just gonna say the the very first thing I I said to Ruth when we finished the movie was like I looked at her and she was like that was really good I was like yeah that was really good but you know what sucks I can't be any of these Cenobites for Halloween (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I absolutely was, you know, when, uh, not that I really thought, because I knew they were all basically going to be naked, mm-hmm. uh, but I was hoping maybe one of them would be slightly more modest than the other. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, no, although she did, she did point out that, um, oh, what the hell is the main, main, the hell priest, ex, main eccentric billionaire's name in this. Oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
Why don't you glue yeah. like a PlayStation in the front and the back of your chest? <laughs> well, that's that's the thing is she was like, I'm I'm sure with how much time there is before Halloween, you could figure out a way to do that and like have pieces moving so it was like circulating your nerves. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh okay, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I could, to, I... to be fair, the Hell Priest was was rather modest. She was wearing a flesh suit. <laughs> You know, I really thought that they were going to go, like, full-blown, like, sex appeal with her and that there should be some cleavage. But no, like, she was just modest to the end, like, well, covering they, her boobs up with her own ribcage flesh. They wanted that to have that, that androgynous look, though, like, where it, it was, you know, feminine, yes, but androgynous overall. Yeah, like, I, no complaints. Oh, She yeah. looked fucking cool as hell. They all looked cool as hell. Chatterer looked dope i oh, mean man that chatterer chatterer always looks cool like seriously has has there been an incarnation of chatterer that was bad no nope. <laughs> and i love that they didn't forget yep i love it's like and, he pinhead always has chatterer mm-hmm. is like the right hand man or a chatterer so i'm just glad that the, he's always present like i don't need butterball and you could argue that the female cenobite was there mm-hmm. um it was just cool. And I love the one called The Mask. Yeah, that, oh. one, that one was cool as fuck. And they all have cool names in the credits. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but I was like, what actors are these? And they all have, like, I can't remember. They're all titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fucking cool. And I loved the slight change that I picked up on immediately. The different style of pin that Pinhead has. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're, they're jeweled. Yeah. They're like I mean, sewing pins. But again, that's straight out of the that's straight out of the description of the, the yes. novel because they they so that's the thing I went I actually did go back and, and look at some of this stuff. Um, the the first of all, Pinhead apparently has tattooed lines on their head, and then it's like jeweled, uh, like gilded pins at each intersection. So interesting. It's a, yeah, it's a little more. Um, like again, they're they're playing with that body mod community thing. Like it is jewelry, you know, and the 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 lines were tattoos. So because again, that's where he was inspired. But um, one thing I do have to comment on is I'm seeing all over Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, and it's driving me crazy the amount of people that are like, this this Hellraiser follows the story of the book, and I'm like, no. No, it doesn't. Not not at all. Not even a little bit. The story of a Hellbound Heart is it, about Frank and Julia. Like, yeah. what, the original what you, Hellraiser follows it much more closely. Right. Like, what are you guys smoking? <laughs> like, but I'm seeing it all over the place, and it's driving me nuts. Well, you know, if you're on the internet, and you want to sound smart. You, you make bold claims like that, and hopefully nobody right you know, <laughs> double like, checks I've, what you're saying. I will. I would argue to say that this is a very good adaptation. Of the Hellbound Heart. Um, Because I feel like it does still have a lot of the same things with just, like, swapped roles. Ah, See, I I disagree only because, like, the the main story of a Hellbound Heart was all about the, the love tryst between Frank and Julia and, like, what they end up doing. Um, Whereas this seems like, I mean, it's... You know, the main main plot line is the rich guy, you know, and like him trying to get out of the predicament he was in. So I don't know. I feel like it's it's clearly the the Cenobites are very much 
uh, influenced from Hellbound Heart. But I mean, story wise, I feel like kind of it did its own thing. Yeah. You know, my my only nitpick and it's so small, I was kind of confused as to what the device was on the rich guy. It took yeah, me a while to be like, oh, it's pulling his nerves. Like it, it was very intricate and confusing. Um, I will agree with that. Yeah. Once they explained it, I was like, okay, I get it. But like, yep. it could have been a little more straightforward in that, like, it's constantly torturing him because he wanted pleasure, and uh, I get it. Yeah. But it was just a little like, what the fuck? What is this? Like, <laughs> what is what? I think you, you nailed it when you said a PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> it really did look like a big gilded PlayStation. Yeah, I feel like they definitely could have done more with that design to show him being tortured, but then they wouldn't have had as much to work with for the big finale. True. Yeah. I like, w- oh, good. Once it falls off of his chest, then you get an idea of what it is. Right. And for, I was like, OK. For me, I think one of my favorite parts about the film is just the changes to the box. Oh, God, that was so cool. I, I fucking love that. I now and don't get me wrong. I know the box has always been able to change shapes like we see that we see that in hell in, in Hellbound and the second Hellraiser. Um, but the fact that each configuration had its own name, a meaning behind it, how the blade pops out to like caught like it has to have a blood offering per per cycle, like all of that kind of stuff. I was like, this is awesome. This is exactly what I want from like additions to the mythology. And, I, and you I, know, I did not doubt for a second that that box could transform like that. Totally agree. Totally. Yeah. They, it, the prop that they used, it made it look like, yes, it could actually change all those shapes. So good. So, you know who else love Hellraiser, guys? Who's who? That? You'd be surprised. To, it's not Susie. It's our good friend, Kermit the Frog. Oh, huge, huge fan. So much so that he's like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if the Muppets went to hell? I know they've done Treasure Island. They've done, uh, you know, it's Halloween. They did Haunted Mansion last year. So, of course, it was a big success. I mean, to be fair, they're all used to having someone's fist up their ass. So, I mean, they get the whole pain. It's pleasure thing. That's true. A lot. Uh, so, guys, sit back, hear from our friends, the Muppets, as they tell us about sweet, sweet, exquisite pain. And then we will share a huge news dump. We'll be back. I have seen the future of horror, and it is Jim Henson. Jim Henson's Hellraiser, beyond any terror you can imagine. Whoo! Who are you? Explorers in further regions of experience. Demons to some. Angels to others. A nightmare unlike anything you have witnessed. Go to hell! We can't. Not alone. Waka waka. Within these walls. The unholy are unleashed. We came. Now you must come with us. Taste our pleasures. Please. 
Go away and leave me alone! Oh, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Hellraiser, a film by Jim Henson. We'll tear apart your soul. (laughs) 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 Holy crap. Oh, thank God for that mute button. Holy shit. I I lost it immediately. As soon as Piggy started talking, I lost it. Oh, Oh, shit. To to give you guys a quick heads up, the other two the other two I have are uh, Evil Dead and Halloween. Yeah, nice. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! That All is right. fantastic. Let's chew through the news here. We have coming from NECA, the monsters. This includes Herman, Lily, and Grandpa, and a as previously seen as a San Diego Comic Con exclusive. Zombo. Uh, I don't know. I love the movie, but I don't know if I'm going to get these. Uh, it's it's more of a space thing uh, than anything. I might get Herman. Uh, he yeah. Was, he was my favorite in the movie. And he comes with Herman's crazy-ass uh, album cover, which I thought was really funny. Um, two new deluxe figures coming from McFarlane for DC is Mongol and Frankenstein from the Soldiers of Fury or something. I'm excited about this, but the figures are huge and they fall apart pretty easily because it's McFarlane. Other DC stuff of note, this is all uh, revealed at New York Comic Con. Uh, doing a ton of 90s stuff, like 90s Catwoman, 90s Batman. They're doing a whole wave of Christopher Nolan Batman figures. And for superpowers, the next wave is Wonder Woman, Nightwing, and Deathstroke. Nightwing and Deathstroke are pretty important because they were teased for a lost wave of uh superpowers back in the day they're also making the invisible jet and the batmobile walmart i oh i really i really want like someone to get an empty invisible jet box and try (laughs) to return it and walmart just be like isn't that what you paid for yeah (laughs) um this week's Mike forgot to mention that he bought it. Brought to you by Jerry's Closet. Stop on down to Jerry's Closet and tell um, Sam that the eagle barks twice at midnight and get a special offer deal thing. Yeah. I got the Flash figure and the Batman Who Laughs. I found them at retail. They're both awesome. Really, really awesome. Uh, in particular, I like the Flash because back in the day, Superpowers Flash always had paint rub on his nose. Uh, because of how we use package, this one doesn't. So it's they're pretty great figures. Even Batman Who Laughs, who aesthetically does not fit within superpowers, looks really cool. Um, there's parts of him that are very similar to the classic Joker figure, so it works. Um, the Walmart Collector Con has been going off pretty painlessly without a hitch, including the NECA's deluxe NFT offerings of black and white Ninja Turtle figures. Uh, yeah, what yeah. I say to those? They're 40 bucks. There's not like overpriced because of the NFT and the possibility of a randomly packed autograph. So I was expecting it to be a lot worse. Um, McFarlane also showed off a bunch, not McFarlane, NECA, showed off a bunch of Mirage Ninja Turtles and animated Ninja Turtles stuff at Comic-Con. They're getting deep to the point where like, I don't know who the fuck they're showing off. Mm-hmm. 
but I thought that the Mirage Turtles looked really fucking cool uh, to the point where I'm thinking about getting them. I don't know about you. Yeah, some of that Mirage stuff, I'm definitely going to be nabbing. Um, for, for me, it's the Archie comic stuff. Yeah. That, I mean, the Triceraton is a definite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They all look fucking cool. And if they do black and white versions of those turtles, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm getting them. Mm-hmm. Um, in a hilarious fuck you to Hasbro, Todd McFarland is re-releasing his Batmobile Beast, the giant monster truck, with a Batman. For 50 bucks. <laughs> Speaking of vehicles and figures, the Hell Charger, the crowdfunded offering from Haslabs, is stuck at 5,000 votes. People have canceled their orders, changed their credit card, done whatever they can to get out of it because Hasbro offered the Robbie Riaz. Additionally, it was a, or originally he was a pack in like a secondary figure. Now they're just giving you the head, which they should have done to begin with. Um, the first unlockable figure is Mephesto at 9,000, and if you go to 12,000, they'll unlock Goblin Queen, who's already had a figure. So, now, you know, I I won't give, I can't give him a lot of credit lately, because a, a lot of his videos have been very wrong on his predictions or explanations, but this is something I gotta give uh, Toy Guru Scott Knight, like, credit for, is... He pointed out something with this that now really bothers me. Is the team flat out lied about this at one point? Because um, Daniel, what is it, Daniel Yun or yeah. Yun? Um, as they were approaching the deadline to get that early backer bonus, mm-hmm. Point Blank said um, there will not be an alternate release of this. And no further reveals. Thank you all for the support. And then they didn't make it. And they still made part of that figure available. And they're pushing new reveals. Yeah. Yeah. So they point blank lied to the consumer. Trying to get more early backers. And I got a problem with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I get it. They're trying to sell this. But I don't want it to happen now. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't want that card. Just release a Ghost Rider on his own. And the same thing with Mephesto at some point years later. Just And where was the demand for this product anyway? There was no demand. Rancor I get. Uh, not at, you know, the price they were asking, but the Rancor I get. There was demand. Mm-hmm. They spoke with their wallets properly. The, but again, like the Reva lightsaber... Uh, the cookie monster. It, who's asking for these? Right. I think the problem that Marvel Legends has is that once you get past the Sentinel and Galactus, nobody wants anything else. It's gigantic. Um, I guess maybe Fing Fang Foom, but I don't think it would be successful at the price that they would charge for it. Right. Uh, but the expectation is there that they got to do something big. Uh, I keep saying that they need to go small. And just release a figure that, like, you can't get a retail, but maybe people would crowdfund it, like Dr. Bong or or, or, Monger, or like Hitler. Or do a team. Like, yeah. Something. Do a group. Like, if they hadn't made Alpha Flight at this point, do a Kickstarter Alpha Flight. Right. But they're, uh, it's just, it, they need to learn from their lessons. It's over, it's overpriced. 
it's not a value. Why don't, you know, why don't they do a HasLab onslaught with removable Professor X? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And at, at a decent price point. Um, but do do a HasLab Holocaust, since you can't release him any other way with his proper name. Yeah. He, well, they need to redo him because the plastic is brittle and it breaks on, it breaks on everyone's. It was a Build-A-Figure back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and the dome piece broke. So call him Nemesis Enforcer, whatever. But redo it. Um, let's see here. Power Ring is the final figure for the Starro Build-A-Figure piece as a Target exclusive. This is the Jon Stewart version of Power Ring. In a huge, huge pile of Hasbro news from the Hasbro convention that they did online, there is a single-carded retro cardback long shot. That is much better than the multi-pack long shot who comes with his proper accessories and proper paint. For $24.99, you don't have to get the Mojo set that's $170 unless you really want that uh, Dazzler figure and X-Baby's Wolverine. Um, me personally, I don't want them. I canceled the order. I'm going to get retail Mojo and be happy. Uh, there's a new re-release of Spiral. This is an entirely new figure. The previous Spiral was a Target exclusive from 12 years ago that had a lot of inaccuracies. This one is correct. Uh, great figure. and has the proper four-fingered hands that should be with any character from Mojo World. Um, there is a retro-carded Dark Phoenix. is another hard-to-find character. She was previously in a multi-pack with Cyclops at Toys R Us when they went out of business. There's a new multiple man, and because it's multiple man, you gotta get two of them, because he comes with two heads. Classic Avalanche, uh, this is the first Avalanche since Toy Biz. Uh, they made a modern, a modern Avalanche that was very hard to find. There is a Capcom fighting game version of Modular Suit Iron Man, who comes with a giant cannon, which was like his super move in the game. Yep. There is a Hasbro-exclusive Daredevil 3-pack featuring Daredevil, Elektra, and Bullseye, uh, all on new bodies. Daredevil comes on the new super, super, super posable Spider-Man body. Uh, Bullseye comes with added uh, butterfly joint articulation so he can hold his weapons properly. And Elektra comes with the crazy giant Frank Miller hair, which is the reason I decided to get the set. There is a retro Ghost Rider with motorcycle coming out. I believe it's a HasLab exclusive. The Four Horsemen have shown off their yearly holiday offering in the Four Horsemen. Uh, in the Headless Horsemen, I'm sorry. Looks really cool, but I'm always afraid to get into the Four Horsemen because I feel like I'm going to get sucked in and I have to buy everything. Uh, Hasbro shut off the Indiana Jones figures. The first wave being all Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, we're all in agreement. The only one that's a must-have is Tot, because he comes with his melty parts. And these all feature Star Wars Black Series-style articulation, so they don't have double joints, but they have huge elbow bands because they're wearing clothes, if you can kind of picture that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they each come with some sort of build-an-arc feature. I don't know. Yep, they each come with a, with, with a piece of the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, I'll get these at retail probably. Um, I like Todd, but I don't, I don't think these are going to be like flying off the shelf and hard to find. See but, now, if they if they had included uh, what's his name, the general, yeah, in that first wave with the arc, then I'd probably get the full first wave, no question. Because that way you could have 
Indy, Marion, and the three of them in front of the Ark. Yes. Um, there's also Come like on, accessor- Hasbro. There's like accessory sets. So you can do like the scene with the staff and the full scale model of Egypt and some other stuff. Their heart's in the right place, but I don't know if this is going to work at that price point. Uh, they're making Black Series Wicked finally. Uh, I'll be getting this because I'm an Ewok whore. For G.I. Joe, Walmart is doing a classic carded Snake Eyes who is essentially like he's got a lot of new parts to be that original release Snake Eyes with like the flat black mask. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Lady J and Baroness and uh, Gung Ho at retail. They all look really cool. There is also a uh, retail Walmart exclusive Crimson Guard. They showed off CoverGirl, Falcon, the Crimson Bat and a repaint of Outback and or the original style of Outback and Slaughter's Marauders Barbecue. They showed off new renders for a bunch of new guys, but Heavy Metal and um, Shipwreck look the coolest. Shipwreck has uh, removable hair, so you can give him hat and no hat. And he's like straight up classic Shipwreck. Heavy Metal, they added some tattoos and some modern stuff. There's also Torpedo. Um... Two other guys. They showed off Tripwire and uh, Hawk were also announced as new upcoming figures. NECA has, they showed off the Phantom of the Opera as an upcoming Universal Remasters release. They have Phantom of the Opera Casey Jones, which is kind of unexpected, but it makes sense. It's really cool. Um, Also Invisible Man Donatello. Melted Chucky from the Chucky TV show, which when I was watching the first season, there's a lot of versions of Chucky that just kind of lend themselves to toys. So I'm really hoping that they do more. The next wave of origins is snake men themed, which we've talked about this before, but it's official now. Um, Super seven freaking wait. I know Josh loves the snake men. Uh, Super seven is doing an old 30 bastard ultimates, which I <laughs> think is fucking awesome. Uh, in Transformers. I, I, won't news, I kind of want it. I yeah, same. Do. Same. Um, Transformers stuff, they showed off a lot of it, but the stuff that kind of stuck out to me was Leo Prime, Tarn, who is like the Transformers logo for Decepticons, and the smaller Dinobots are all going to be available, and you could bind them into a bigger... Volcanus. Yes, Volcanus. Just announced today, Monster High is doing a Frankenstein Bride of Frankenstein 2-pack, so get on that before it sells out for your wife. And or girlfriend. And lastly, Eternia is officially $550. It's going to be a crowdfunding type of thing on Mattel Creations. The first unlockable early bird thing is going to be King Grayskull. And they said there's other tiers. What do you guys think about that price and the size? Now, I go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, I personally, I've seen a lot of bitching about this. Just like I know Josh has, I personally think it's a fair price for how big the fucking thing is. Uh, the fact that it's, you know, a direct-to-consumer piece, which is always a little bit more expensive. Um, yeah, I think it's fair. I don't. I wish I had the room for it, because if I had the room for it, I would actually back it. But I just don't. I just can't afford to, the space. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to I'm gonna say a crazy thing out loud to you here, and you, <laughs> if you haven't already thought about it. You have over a year to figure out where it's going to go. 
You son of a bitch. <laughs> you you have over a year to make room for it. <laughs> He's got a point, Josh. Um, you've got over a year to convince Caleb to sleep in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's I I think it's uh, it's definitely fair. I know a lot of people are complaining. I think Josh, where yeah, you were the one that told me people were like, "Why isn't it 150 or something like that?" Oh my god, there there are so many people I've seen in different Motu groups that are absolutely convinced that it should have been. No more than three hundred because that's the cost of three castle gray skulls. That's all it should cost. No, no. Well, and again, what is it? the The original castle gray skull was what twenty bucks when it first came out mm-hmm. in the eighties, and then I, I forget. I don't know. I feel and like then, one of you guys told me what attorney it was, but it was what about a hundred? This, this is interesting. I did not know this until recent uh, until like the past few days, but apparently the original retail price. For Eternia was actually 140. Oh wow! Um, and because it was released right before Christmas, every place immediately put it on sale down to 90 to try and lure people in. Ah, okay. So, well, so it was probably like they they really don't know if it was ever actually sold at 140, but it was originally meant like the original retail price was 139.99 mm-hmm. which is you know quite a bit more that's in line with like the uss flag right which you know what this is a deal this is a bargain you're gonna get at least one figure with it i'm gonna venture and say you're when this is all said and done there's probably gonna be three figures as unlockables it'll be with it Yep. I mean, we can all speculate as to who they could be. I mean, I personally said, like, I want them to make characters who've never been made before, but they have a huge catalog of oh, awesome yeah. characters to entice people to get this. Um, I would love to see, like, Uncle Montark or, like, Dorco. <laughs> but, I mean, they could make... You know you know what my guesses are going to be after King Grayskull? What's that? Just because I feel like it's in line with the three towers. Uh, I'm going to guess King Grayskull, Chief Carnivorous, and Demo Man. That's very fair. I think because they I, should each be tied to a tower. Yep. Um, um, and I was looking at the pictures, and as far as I see, it absolutely does already come with everything the vintage one did. They, yeah, they have not cut a single corner. The tram works. What what else do you want? Right. It yeah, does they, more than the old one did, did. The other thing I don't get is, I mean, okay, I don't... Uh, maybe maybe one of you guys can shed some light on this for me because I wasn't part... Uh, I, I wasn't into classics. I can answer uh, this. I, I wanted to be into classics, but it was at the time... Uh, would not have the space out of my price range. Yeah. And uh, was there a lot of, like, bitching about the Super 7 Snake Mountain and saying it wasn't worth it? Yes. Okay. Um, kind of what happened is Mattel had, like, just burnt out everybody. So that last year they were doing, like, cartoon releases and a lot of She-Ra. And people were just like, can you just complete the original line? 
can you just get these last characters out? And they're kind of dragging their feet to keep people subscribing. Um, and then Super 7 took over and the price went up. And like me included, just people tapped out. But then they did Snake Mountain. It was sort of like, we have Castle Grayskull. You got to get Snake Mountain. Um, and then people were pissed at it and come with a figure. Uh, there's a lot of like late classic stuff that people just got because it went for so fucking long that it just wasn't fun anymore. Um, like the Rotan came with the uh, Skeleton Warrior, which oh, yeah. thankfully it's very abundantly clear that they're going to be doing an origin. So I don't feel like I have to go back and get that now. Um, but yeah, people like when they saw that price point, were like, fuck this, I'm out. And they sold their collections. Uh, but there's also a lot of like hard to find pieces if you want a complete collection. Cause there was like PowerCon exclusives. They, cause Toy Guru was a fucking asshole did a year of, there was an exclusive figure that will drop on Maddie collector at unannounced random times. And he did that two years in a row with Annie Attorney, He-Man, and Slime Pit He-Man. So you literally just, if you got lucky and logged on at the right time, maybe you would get it. So you just had to have, like, Facebook open and somebody would be like, he's live. And if you got lucky, you could get there in that 20-minute window and get one. And he thought that was a fun thing for people to do, and it wasn't. It, it's He burnt a lot of bridges trying to get that collector mentality uh, to get people excited. And it, it just wasn't fucking worth it. Um. I have so many, it's just sort of like, well, why get rid of them? Because I have 90% of a collection. Yeah, because people you know, are fuck, fucking pissed about Eternia. Uh, but it's Eternia. Like, I have, I can afford it. Where do I put it? That's my right. worry. I'm like, well, I'm with Mike. Even if I buy it, it, if it sits in a box, that fucking box is taking up space I don't have. Right. You put it in the center of your Motu collection where it belongs. That's where Snake Mountain and Castle Grayskull are. <laughs> well, see, then you put one on, on either side so it's uh, part of the appropriate tower. There's no, it doesn't, I don't have enough footage. It doesn't work. <laughs> it sucks. Um, and I try to think about it and I get upset and I just stop thinking about it. Then, I, uh, see, this is the point where, uh, uh, Zoe gets a display case in her room. <laughs> I can promise you this. If Zoe got her hands on Eternia, it would be broken in less than a day. Like, I yeah, that makes sense. Guarantee it. And she would just laugh her ass off as it burnt to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I picturing? Was it Mimi from Psycho Garment? Yes. <laughs> that my daughter is Mimi. See, I was I was picturing Louise from Bob's Burgers with fire. <laughs> yeah, that's also accurate. Um, yeah, good times. But uh, I don't it's, know. It's not abundantly clear. I'm I'm fucking backing it. Yeah, I know you are. Well, let's let's put it this way. Like in in the grand scheme of of toy collecting, now as an adult. Our place at something that you guys really jones for. You know, mm. this one has a special place for me. There are a few that if they released true updated versions of the vintage play sets, mm -hmm. um, very much like this, that I would absolutely be suckered into, no question. Um, Eternia, Grayskull, pretty much any of the Motu ones. Right. Um, 
but then also the sewer layer in the technodrome. See now, yeah, I would have a very hard time not buying the sewer layer, but again, it's like it would it would end up being by NECA, I'm sure, which means it would be extremely expensive. Um, and it would be a question of where do I put it? The technodrome I know would be too big for like as much as I would want it, it would be too big. I think the only place that right now that I'm jonesing for that I'm like, if that comes out, I am freaking pre-ordering it is the freaking uh, fright zone. Like I, yeah. I have a, like much like how you have a, a nostalgic spot for Eternia, the fright zone for me, like I played with that constantly as a kid. And um, that was probably one of my favorite play sets. So, and if it's small, so I'm like, if it comes out in origins, it's, it's, still small enough that I can find a spot for it and yeah. scratch that nostalgic itch. But like, I wasn't even going to buy a gray skull. Like originally I was, I was hemming and hawing about the re- the re-release of gray skull as much as I wanted it. Um, and then Jess got it for me for Christmas. So, you know, like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got it unless she got it for me. That's not true. Cause I was also going to get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> But yes, had I not gotten it as a gift, I probably would not have gotten it for myself unless unless I happen to go to like Ollie's or something and see it for like, you know, 30 bucks. Then I'd be like, oh, I can't pack it up. I have an idea. How about we each get Eternia and give it to somebody as a gift? We just have to promise to get it. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I know. Um, I think what's I'm probably going to be like, no, I'm not going to do it. And they're going to announce a really awesome pack and figure. And I'm going to be like, fuck. And they're going to pull me in uh, with Mike. I'm with Mike. Like if they do Fright Zone or the Slime Pit. Oh, yeah. Slime Pit or is definitely happening. Fortress of Fangs. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> Vintage okay. collect- collection play sets. If Fortress of Fangs came out, I would have to find a place for it. But yeah. See, this uh, my my whole thing with Eternia is I obviously as as mentioned, I had it as a kid. Uh and I absolutely loved it and I loved the fact that it was essentially like three play pieces in one. Mm-hmm. Uh but I got a handful of Ninja Turtle figures one year for Christmas. And that was it for my dad. He was just like, You're selling all the He-Man. And I was basically forced to sell the majority of my He-Man stuff. Yeah. Uh, there were there were a handful of things that I got to hang on to, like the Snake Men and uh, things that I wasn't able to sell. But, I, you know, a lot of that stuff, and looking back on it, I've thought many, many times about trying to replace and rebuild Eternia, like just piece by piece. So for me, this is this is just one of those like, oh, yeah, definitely. That's no question. Well, yeah, and I think every one of us has either those uh, those toys that we had as a kid that we are trying to re- you know replace or figures that we desperately wanted as a kid that never came out. Like I know for me, uh, that was the whole reason why I had to pull the trigger with that cane uh, from Robocop, because when the Kenner Robocop line was out, I loved that line and I kept waiting for them to add Kane to the line that never happened. And cause I loved RoboCop too as a kid. So once I saw Haya toys release that, I'm like, ah, uh, I got to spend the money. You know, I think we also <laughs> yeah. have to ex- accept the fact that if 
this is the last chance to get Eternia because there's no fucking way we can afford vintage Eternia. So this is the next best thing. Right. Um, and I highly doubt they're going to make uh, Mega Bloks Eternia. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I said to Ruth the other day that like if this if this doesn't fund for whatever reason because they do have the goal incredibly low, mm-hmm. uh, like in in the scheme of like crowdfunding things, five thousand is not a high goal. Yeah, it's kind of funny when you compare this to uh, Hasbro, their expectations. But because uh, I would say the cost of making this is drastically higher than making a car with flaming tires. Oh, God, I know. Right. But but genuinely, like, if for whatever reason this doesn't go through and get funded, that that's it. There will never be a decent... I, a, there will never be an attorney available for under $1,000, period. No. Yeah. It's food for thought. Yeah, no, I definitely say if if Eternia is something that, uh, you know, if, if it holds that special place for you, or if it's something that you really want, this is absolutely a steal. Like, realistically, for what you're getting and how much play sets cost nowadays, like, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. For me, it's just a matter of I don't have the room. I think it's badass. Like, I would love oh. to have it. See, like I said, you've got plenty of time to figure that out. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask um, one, little, one last note on this, and we're going to move on. And I'll be talking Mike? about Eternia again later in a different segment. <laughs> Mike? <laughs> What's that? You find $1,000 on the street. Mm-hmm. Are you going to get Eternia? Mm, maybe. Because, I mean, I, I would probably be looking into, you know, replacing my iPad or something. <laughs> Okay. But but yeah, I mean it's... Hey, there's plenty of money to do that and Eternia. <laughs> I Fair mean it's, it's definitely one of those things where if I had it, I would love it. You know, but it would be something that would just sit on like a table in my computer room and I would I would look at it, I would think it was awesome, and I'd probably, you know, bust out my figures every once in a while and play with it, but it's also something that would not nearly get the amount of use just because of the the size factor. You know what? You're right. I don't know how much I would play with it compared to Snake Mountain or Castle Grayskull. All right. Guess you got to make a trip to Texas in 2024. <laughs> well, that, that's why I kept that, saying. I was like, you need to move closer so I can come over and play with your toys. That's another good argument. What's cheaper, <laughs> a plane ticket to Texas to play with Mike's or a play, with, play with Josh's or <laughs> buying your own? Right. <laughs> so, guys, because it's Halloween, the Muppets are just recreating all of your favorite horror movies. So, I hope you're ready, because if you thought Hellraiser was crazy, I heard they're doing Evil Dead. Is that right, Josh? That is correct. Oh, so, man, I would love Muppet Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Who, who would be Buffalo Bill? Uh, Beauregard. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. Hey, <laughs> Kermit, would you fuck me? <laughs> oh Lord! Either that or the Swedish chef. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh God, that's hilarious. Hey, me. Dirty freak me so hurt. 
<laughs> You're the big fur lady. <laughs> <laughs> nope, even sooner. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, guys. Well, if you ever want to hear Beaker say Klaatu Barada Nick 2, buckle up. We'll be right back. <laughs> From the mind of Jim Henson and Sam Raimi. No! No! It was the woods themselves! They're alive, Kermie! Mm, the trees are alive, Kermie! In a cabin in the woods. I'm all right now, Kermie. Come unlock this chain. Let me out. Mm, it's all right! It's your piggy! Evil dead. I believe I've made a significant find in the Kandarian ruins. A volume of the ancient Sumerian burial practices and, like, funky incantations. Evil dead. We're gonna get you. Uh, hey, hey, Chief, I'm getting a little bit of distortion on the, uh, on the headset. No, that that was just me, Scooter. I was doing the creepy possessed thing. Oh, oh, got it. Keep keep going, Piggy. No, no, it, it, it's okay. It, it's over now. <laughs> I was expecting Doctor Teeth. Oh yeah, I was just for some reason I just had that thought in my head of like, yeah, Doctor Teeth should be should be the. Uh, Oh, what the hell is his name? I'm old. My brain's farting. The old... Uh, oh, God. Now I can't remember his name either. Uh, Professor Noby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I was just like, yeah, Dr. T fits. <clears throat> yeah. He's far out incantations, man. Um, so Mike brought this up, and I thought it's appropriate because it's October. Toys that, like, actually legitimately scared the shit out of us. As kids, where we were just like, nope, I don't like this. <laughs> this Art the Clown toy is going in the garbage. Oh, man, I've got a couple. See, Mike, for... you brought it up. What do you got in mind? Well, for me, it was it was less about the nope factor and more about, like, when the lights go out and, you know, you're laying in your bedroom trying to fall asleep. And it, it's kind of like the poltergeist clown scenario yeah. where it's like. Now I'm scared of that thing. Um, like for me, the 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 first one, the worst one, was my Boglin drool. I had drool, and he freaked me the fuck out after the lights went out. <laughs> so uh, that was definitely a big one for me. Um, the face on Snake Mountain, the weird like wolf head thing, whatever. Not the wolf uh, microphone, but like. You know, the, yeah. I don't know, the giant monster face. Like, that thing at night just staring at me. I used to hide it in my closet because I was like, I loved the playset, but I didn't want it looking at me at night. <laughs> so, yep. um, and then a couple of Ninja Turtles, actually. Uh, Scumbug, his his creepy fucking smile, and Worm were, were two of those figures that, that really freaked me out after the lights went down. Because um, I had them always positioned on my sewer lair. Uh, fighting with the turtles and that was like on top of my dresser so i would like you know lights are off you just get the street light shining in through the window and you just see those white eyes looking back at you 
It, it was creepy. You know, you're not the only person that hates Boglins. Like, they're universally people just are. It's the eyes and it's the feel. They don't yeah. fucking like them. That's the thing. I like Boglins, but after dark, nope. <laughs> they scare yep. me. So, like, I if can Jess, understand that. Jess got a Boglin puppet while you were sleeping and, like, crawled under the covers with it and gave you, like, a kiss on the cheek, would you just be like, what the fuck, shit? I, I think I would have that reaction with anything doing that. <laughs> just because, uh, you know, waking up to anything in my bed, I immediately think the grudge and just kind of freak out. Um, have you ever had a Boglin hand job? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when. Let, uh, let me take that fear away. <laughs> when, when Jess, uh, a couple years back, um, Jess had to have an operation, and so she was in the hospital for a few nights. And um, I, I warned Caleb. I was like, "Okay, when when you come to wake me up in the morning, don't stand by the side of the bed. Just call me from the bedroom door." And he was like, "Why?" Well, I was like, because I've seen far too many horror movies and I might react badly to waking up to a child standing next to my head. So he was like calling me from the doorway like, Dad, are you awake? Because I didn't want to kick. The oh, that's head. funny. <laughs> you know what did it for me? Did I ever tell you my Metlar story where I thought my Metlar toy was possessed? <laughs> yep. The yep. head was just so loose it would spin on its own. I saw The Exorcist, and I thought, for whatever reason, Satan wanted to live inside my Metlar toy, <laughs> because that makes sense and is practical. Uh, my buddy, and this was even before Child's Play, which, do you guys like the argument that Child's Play was inspired by my buddy? I I, I don't think it was. Eh, yeah, so coincidental, so. you know? I, I mean, um, realistically, it was the 80s, and killer doll movies had been around for a while. Yeah. Um, the look though, for sure. And that fucking hard plastic head, the fact that it's the size of a child, the plastic shoes, I just did not fucking like my buddy. Yeah. I, I the, never had one. The doll hair. So he never had a full head of hair. He had like rows of hair that were punched in. <laughs> Fuck him. And this is going to sound ridiculous. Playmobil. Okay. Because it's just so cheap and odd and German. <laughs> it always I reminded me of like. To play with us and have fun. Yeah. Until like, you go to bed and then we will sneak in and steal your underpants. Playmobil was always like that kid with the super strict parents who couldn't have violent toys. So he had Playmobil because Lego was too intense. And I just see Playmobil, and I think of, like, this kid has to pray before he goes to bed every night. And he has to eat his vegetables in alphabetical order. Like, <laughs> just weird shit associated with Playmobil. And I could never wrap my head around, like, are they Lego? What What is this? <laughs> Which is so Ikea. They're like the, yeah, they're like the Ikea of toys, and they fucking confuse me. Playmobil. What the fuck? <laughs> What's the deal with Playmobil? That, I like that as their new Logan or new slogan. Playmobil. What the fuck? Well, like there's a in that big antique mall in Clarence and Buffalo. There's like an educational toy store that has this like they're an authorized Playmobil dealer. Mm -hmm. And they've used every educational toy. Yeah, store. Yeah, like 
they've got this huge section of like really overpriced Playmobil crap. Like you think Legos are expensive. Fucking Playmobil is like the pottery barn of action figures. It's just, <laughs> I don't get it. And yeah, I walk past it and it's just like, what the flying fuck is this shit? I like, I like some of the Playmobil blind bags. I was going to say, I actually used to like Playmobil as a kid. <laughs> no, like I get it. Don't, I, I you know, I don't get it. I don't hate you for liking Playmobil. It's just I can't wrap my head around playing with Playmobil. <laughs> See, for me, uh, Playmobil was one of those toy lines that, like, those and, and Weebles or whatever they were, Wobbles. Yeah, they wobble, things, but they don't fall down. <laughs> those, those were, like, grandparent house toys. Like, I remember when I was a little kid, my grandparents had, like, just this bin of toys and it had, like, a bunch of, like, the Weebles and Playmobil people and, like, Legos and just random shit that, like, when all the grandkids would be over, they would just play with. So, like, I played with a lot of the Playmobil knights because um, there was just a, a plethora of, of knights and horses in that bin. <laughs> so I used to play with those when I was at my grandparents' house, and I liked those. Um, but, yeah, as far as, like, owning Playmobil, I didn't really have any as a kid. Um some of the newer stuff is kind of neat. Like Josh mentioned, the uh, the blind bags. Some of those, I remember when we used to go toy hunting, you, you found some really creepy-looking Playmobil figures. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the horror ones are great. Yeah. Those creepy tall guys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Josh? You know, what, what freaks I, you out? See, I'm going to jump right back to something that I was just talking about. Uh, for a good long time after I first got Eternia, I had to cover it with a blanket when I went to sleep because that face, that lion face, I don't know if you're aware of this, but those eyes follow you around the goddamn room. (laughs) It knew your soul. Like, it doesn't matter what position it's in. If you're in bed and you can see the lion's head, it's looking at you. (laughs) If you can see the lion head, it can see you. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I had to cover it because it creeped me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was because I absolutely loved that playset. But yeah, the lights went out and all of a sudden it was like, nope, can't do the lion head anymore. <laughs> Ugh, I'm trying to think of like, you know what I can't do now as an adult? What I loved as a kid. I can't do slime. Mm hmm. I don't know if it got stickier or or something, but it gets on my hand. Like my hands are callous because I work with my hands and you get slime on it. It just, it does not come off. Yeah. So I touch it and it's just wet and wrong. And I'm like, nope, I don't like this. <laughs> wet and wrong. <laughs> um, Zoe got this like big box of Play-Doh specialty slimes. So they have like fluffy cloud and they have super sticky and she mixed them together and made this big vet of like red. It looked like paint on her. She got it like up to her elbows. It was so sticky. I had, it took me 45 minutes of rolling <laughs> it off her skin. And then all I succeeded in doing was getting it stuck to my hands. Oh God. <laughs> oh, this just makes me want to play with slime. Don't. Cause you can't, you have to touch <laughs> stuff to get it off of you. So it's like you want to wash it, you're going to have to touch the faucet. Then you're going to have to scrub the faucet to get the slime off. And then you get it back on your hands. Yeah, it's not like, I don't know. Yeah, but, but tell me tell me honestly, if you were able to get 
a canister of the classic Ghostbusters ectoplasm that wasn't like, you know, liquid from the years. Yeah. Like, if you could get a new canister of that classic ectoplasm formula, you'd open it in a heartbeat. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, let's not forget the He-Man slime. Mm-hmm. But I don't have memories as a kid having it be, like, bonded to my skin. Maybe it was because it was on the floor over and over again, and it just got cruddy. No, I don't know. you know what it is? I, I can answer this. I can answer this. There's a scientific reason for this. It's because after years of exposure to the slime as children, we're now made up of enough of that slime that it tries to bond with us. <laughs> you know what? Playing with it as a child has altered our cellular structure, and now we're part slime. So it automatically, like, as soon as we touch it, it's just like, oh, yeah, you're slime, too. I'm just going to bond with you. One of us. One of us. Um, a friend of mine years ago joked that, like, you want to know why we don't get sick? Because we went swimming in the canal. We're tempered in human shit. Which I think <laughs> he was, like, stealing up from another comedian. But, um... He had a good point. So, yeah, maybe Josh is right. Maybe we're half slime this whole time. We're slime people. See, now, if any company uh, were to make the stuff and have it be like a slime toy, I would buy it. Well, you know how we made it in the movie. Actually, I don't. It's just the uh, at-home formula of, like, Elmer's glue. And oh, contact solution. Yeah. I always th- It always looked like marshmallow fluff to me. Yeah, it's just, like, he made their own with shaving cream and... So, like, you can make it at home, and it, it's not super sticky. You can mm. you can add some powder to it, or you can add enough contact activator that it's not, like, tacky. Mm. And you can add stuff to it, like styrofoam beads. Like, I've done an, enough making of slime with Zoe that I know this, but it's, like, whatever reason. Some of this shit out there, it's, like, the gimmick is that it's going to ruin your clothes and peel off a layer of skin. It's, like, tar. <laughs> that was, like, the old quarter machine slimes when we were kids. I remember I got a black slime out of one of those quarter machines and I loved it because it reminded me of Venom. Um, And so, you know, I I would, you know, throw it on my action figures and pretend it was like a symbiote. And uh, I I got it on the wall and it stained the wall (laughs) and my parents were pissed. Yep. Uh, I had a similar experience with, uh, do you remember the Venom that squirted the terrible, terrible slime through his chest? Oh, yeah. Yep. The slime that came with him did the same thing. It's something about black slime, whatever the dye was that they would use. In sli- like, it didn't stay in the slime. It got on everything. Oh, yeah. Also, that slime that came with that venom was so bad. Oh, yeah, it was. Like, it was, it's because it was barely sticky. It was like you were trying to force rubber through his chest. And it would make that, like, farting, so it was like, as it was coming out. It was like little chunks of it would shoot out. It was like Venom was queefing. (laughs) Right, out of his (laughs) But I love that Venom. That was like, those gimmicky Toy Biz Venoms were my favorite Venoms. Oh, Uh, the Venom queef nipple. Oh, (laughs) queefing Venom. There's an episode title for it. Queefing. And then Venom queefed out of his nipple. It I was have... the gross kind of queef. It was nipple queef. <laughs> <laughs> so I have purple rain in your bathroom. 
<laughs> wet and wrong. I know Queef will get censored on iTunes. Oh, that's true. So, um, <laughs> Queef and Venom. We are Venom, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry. There was some air uh, trapped. Eddie. <laughs> uh, now I'm just suddenly picturing like that old lady's woman popping up and being like, where's the queef? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you need action features to sell toys still, that's a good way to get Aunt May on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> With old lady queefing action. <laughs> old lady suction queef. <laughs> those um, old lady parts they're so bad that they just keep slipping out and they don't even acknowledge that they happened see and that's the exact sound effect I was thinking for the old lady <laughs> that like that the last gasp of a dying balloon <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so wrong Oh damn, that's funny. Oof. Do you guys want to hear the 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 Muppets recreate horror movies one more time, or should we jump into our Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think this one's pretty pretty quick. All right, uh, Josh, call your friends the Muppets, and we'll be right back. Like. A small American town 15 years ago, for sure. Fozzie? Halloween. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up, because I realized what was living behind that bear's eyes was purely and simply evil and corny. I think he'll come back. To tell another joke. Woo! Ah, piggy, come back. Waka waka. Mm. Halloween. Like the night he came home. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a question. Was that inspired yes. because uh, the one chick always says like for sure in Halloween? There, there was think there was some thought behind choosing Janice as the uh, as the narrator. <laughs> uh, was it CJ Souls? Yeah, she says for sure like six times in that movie. That you know, I, I earlier today uh, I was watching watching a few old trailers, trying to have that moment of like, which one should I use? And as soon as uh, they cut to PJ Souls in the trailer, she said, oh, for sure. I was like, well, <laughs> there we go. Janice is narrating this one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, oh, oh, interesting, yeah. very, very quick side note for you guys that I just think is very interesting. Man, a lot of those old horror movie trailers are very light on dialogue. Oh, yeah. Like, it's basically like, Tumbling, panting, screaming, and then an occasional voiceover that's like, Halloween. I think he'll be back. Halloween. And it's like two minutes of that. 
reminds me of the uh was it the don't trailer from uh grindhouse <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> don't 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 i still love the anytime i see it the geico commercial with the idiot kids in the slasher movie yeah where the one character's like let's go inside the running car and get out of here and they're like no let's go run into the haunted house and then eventually they, they decide on the uh the garage full of chainsaws <laughs> And the killer's just staring at him like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> okay, Hall of Fame, Cobra Commander 1, to the shock of no one. Yeah. Let me... He disturbs it. Let me check some numbers. This week is going to be a toss-up because we have a theme in that we are going to do all Clive Barker-inspired characters. So Hellraiser and Tortured Souls. And it's kind of a, uh, you know, we're going to take our favorites. I'm guessing they're probably going to be all Tortured Souls. But we will see. Are you guys ready to go? Cobra Commander got 62% of the vote. That's so, not surprising. Pretty crazy. You know, before we, I was going to mention this earlier and I forgot. We called it a year ago, but it fucking happened. The Adult Happy Meals. Yep. The prices are a little odd. But my wife and daughter got super excited about them, and I ate way too many fucking adult Happy Meals to get them a complete set. Um, th- it was a success, so I'm assuming that there's going to be more. Um, I mean, they're rolling right into the Halloween buckets next. So I'm assuming there's a plan for more and more of this like adult, overpriced adult Happy Meal shit. Mm-hmm. But I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. I still kind of want the Grimace, but I have not gone out to try to get one. It's not worth it. It's You're going to pay over $10 for a hard plastic Grimace with multiple eyes. It's $10? It's a combo meal. It's a big-ass combo meal plus a, a prize. So if you get, oh. like, it's medium. If you want it large, you're going to pay, like, 13 14 bucks. Damn. For a Big Mac fries and a drink or a 10-piece nugget fries and a drink. Yeah, that's a no thank you. Yeah, like, and you can't buy the toy separate. You got to get the meal. That's stupid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I see this and I think like, man, they could make food formers or something. You know what I mean? Like, or food changeables. Right. Jesus, we'll see. Don't give them ideas. Uh, I can imagine them like migrating the Pokemon cards to the adult meals. Because adults buy those fucking things more than kids do. And my daughter loves getting Pokemon cards and Happy Meal. Like she doesn't know how to play. But she's convinced, like, oh, I got the ultra-rare platinum, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, she's excited. This is cool. But um, we'll see. Oh, look at that. I got Daniel Pokemon. He's a real Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> of Pokemon, Pokemon, and Pokemon. All right. Are you guys ready with your Hellraiser Clyde Barker picks? Oh, indeed. I won. I will go first. My favorite toy of the stuff that's inspired by Clyde Barker's works is Talsack. From Series 1 of Tortured Souls, also came in 12-inch form. I love the engineering on the toy. The fact that McFarlane figured out a way to have a figure hanging by chains in his face off a fucking crane... That's pregnant with a monster. It's just it's so complicated and amazing. Like this is whose whose fetus you can remove from the shell. Yes. 
His fetus is a mongroid, which is this awesome other character in the line. Um, this is Peak McFarlane. Yeah. Like, you do not get better than this. Um, all my tortured souls have broken, unfortunately, but it's a great figure. Josh, who do you pick? Um, I'm I'm gonna let Mike guess because I'm sure he can. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's either gonna be Venal Atomica or Agnostes. Agnostes. <laughs> I kind of Agnostes, no question. Uh, man, something about that face splayed on the hooks above his head just really does it for me. That was a really uh, cool figure. Man, that. I I love both sets, but that man, that first series. And then they went to the Infernal Parade, and I was like, eh, I don't care. Yeah. I feel like the first series was more like Cenobites. The second series seemed more like just creatures of hell. Yeah. 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 They were awesome, though. Like, I love that McFarlane's like, well, I can't get the Hellraiser rights. I'll make my own. Mm -hmm. Yep. Boy, did he ever. And I mean, he had Clive Barker on board, so you know. Yeah, they they're fucking awesome. Uh, Mike. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it off with Venal Atomica. Um, I freaking loved. I mean, he was basically the chatterer of the line because you have to have yeah. a chatterer. I love the know? dome on his head. Yep, I love the fact that it was removable, and you get that creepy like skull face. You know, he had the weird hook on his hand, like just ugh, great, great fucking figure. The only thing I didn't like about him is the weird. 90s blade coming out of his shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that. Yeah, that is very 90s. <laughs> uh, it's the only thing where it's like, what, what, what is this for? You know, like I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, well, but, equally, they had some of those same like 90s blades sticking out of the side of uh, of uh, Talisax hook contraption. And Scythemeister too was just like. Blades and blades and blades. Yeah. Um, and if well, you, you know, series two, he was the Meister like, of Scythes. Yeah. And like Suffering Bob. Oh. Just all over the place. And more he's got Bundy. This, yeah. He, more Bundy's fun. Uh, actually, I still have more Bundy out. He hasn't fallen apart yet because he's essentially one giant piece of plastic. But um, I can't was remember. that the one where the demons are eaten out of his stomach? No, that I that I thought that was Suffering Bob. Was am I wrong on that? Suffering Bob is the one where the guy is sewn into the stomach. Of oh, the okay. Guy wait, wait, wait. Stumps. Is he's it got an ass on his head? That's right. Okay. But is he's it got these feverish like two, or something like that? Yeah, feverish is what. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but Suffering Bob has a lot going on. But yeah, the the fat guy with the demons, like that was one of the only uh, series two ones that I had, and man, that freaked me the hell out. Like that was so gross. But I oh, love yeah, no, yeah, more Bundy's the one of the guy who's been like dissected. Yeah, he's on the like gurney. Yeah, yeah, with working wheels that will roll off your shelf. If yep. You're not, uh, <laughs> if you don't pay attention. Yeah, uh, that has happened to me. <laughs> I also like Camille Noir. She was really fun. Oh yes. Was that the one with the flayed back skin like wings? Yes. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. She was fucking freaky looking. Which was twelve ninety nine back in the day. Oh, Good God. I know. 
I had both of these waves mint on card, and I fucking sold them. What a dipshit. <laughs> I, I I gave all of mine away. My, I was trying to, like, purge my collection, and one of my friends was uh, a huge Clive Barker fan, and um, she would always, like, every time she was over my apartment, she would, like, just gawk at the Tortured Souls figures that I had in my case. And uh, I was like, you know what? I got to pare down my collection. I'm moving. So I was like, here you go. I gave it to him for her birthday and kind of regret giving all of them away. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I wish I still had some of these guys. Well, they're probably cheap on eBay. Yeah, I've got I think I've still got all of them. Uh, They are in some rough shape, though. Yeah, Yeah. Most of mine have broken. In one way or another. Uh, especially like their weapons. It was like a cheaper plastic and um, yep. they would just snap for one reason or another. Um, cool. Well, guys, this has been Purple Rain in your bathroom or Wet and Wrong. I'm not sure which one yet, but thanks for listening and um, enjoying Miss Biggie going to hell and all that other shit. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back probably next week. Uh, I'm just gonna let you know, expect unexpected delays because October is just busy for all of us. So yeah, if we're not here, I'm apologizing in advance. Testicles. Yes. Testicles. Purple monkey dishwasher. But Mike, this is Mike saying play the toys and butt. Yeah. (laughs) Testicles and butt. I will catch everybody later. Thanks for listening. I won't catch you later. I'll just catch you <laughs> while you sleep. Yeah, I'll do that too. <laughs> With Annette. Annette's my partner. <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs>